This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 1076. Four idioms that can be a pain in the neck. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 22 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. Today you'll learn idioms that natives sometimes say or write incorrectly. Listen up, because after this episode, you'll understand how to use them to boost your IELTS scores. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, Aubrey. How are you? I am great. Um, Today's a good day. My kids are at school. As you guys know, that's always a good day for me. I can get a lot done. (laughs) Wow. You guys start school so early in Arizona. Why is it so different? Um, I think because it's so hot in the summer that they are like kids may be may as well be in school. I don't know. We get out earlier. That's We're like out for all of May and then we go back early in August. But that makes sense though. Like put the kids back in the air conditioning because August yes. can be like one of the hottest months and then yeah. let them out earlier in the spring so they can enjoy more comfortable weather. That makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. That, it does make sense because they're in August. You can't even be outside. It's so hot here. So <laughs> this it's works gonna- out well. It's going to be over 103 days this week here again. You guys, I live in Portland, Oregon, in case you're not aware, and we have been breaking temperature records all summer. And I can't believe it's happening again this week. Like, we're going to be well over 100 three days in a row. Uh It'd be one thing if that happened like one week, a few days. Oh, crazy. But for it to happen again It's nuts. I know. Climate change, you guys, is real. Okay, let's move on. Okay, so guys, today we are going to teach you um, four idioms that you can use in IELTS speaking and writing. And the fun take on these idioms, guys, is that we may say them wrong as natives and maybe write them incorrectly as natives. Not all the time, of course. We usually get these correct, but it's just a fun take to, it's a, it's a good way to teach you guys the correct way to use these idioms. So let's get into it. Um, Aubrey, you were inspired to create yes. this episode today because you, you did hear a mistake or you saw a mistake. Yes, I heard it was in a, okay. a speaking uh, mock speaking test for a student preparing for IELTS, and they used they were trying to use either the idiom "bane of my existence," which is an interesting one, means like the worst thing that could happen to you, the bane of my existence, or there's also an idiom, a pain in the neck, also something that happens that you hate, pain in the neck, and they sort of merged the two and said the pain of my existence, which was adorable, but 
the examiner is going to dock your vocabulary score when they can see you're trying to use idiomatic expression, but you're using it incorrectly, right? Exactly. The vocabulary is not right there. So we do have to use them correctly. That's the thing about idioms. They're difficult because they usually don't mean word for word the same thing. It's idiomatic. And if you mess them up, your score can go down. So it's important to really be focusing on the meaning being correct. Yeah, like like we talked about in Monday's episode, guys, you have to learn words in context. And this includes idioms, right? It's all about context, if we're using them correctly or not. So if you're um, memorizing, right, you're trying to memorize a list of idioms or whatever, again, guys, like we said Monday, that's not enough. You can't just memorize lists. And you have to have, well, we hope you have access to a native speaker, like, the students in our Facebook group can ask us questions directly. Am I using this correctly? Is this what it means? Can you check my sentence? So hopefully, guys, you have um, access to support like that because um, it's hard to really understand when and when not to use these idioms and what may be wrong in an idiom if you're not a native, right? That's tough because um, it might have to do with culture and history and there's could be a lot connected with idioms. So um, if you're not sure, guys, make sure to ask a native. Let's think about when we could use both of these on the test. I think they are both fantastic for IELTS, guys. Um, bane of my existence um, is quite formal. This is like a high-level idiom. So you could use it in task two, right? Um, in problem solution essays, right? Such and such is the bane of their existence, is the bane of children's existence, is the bane of whoever is experiencing this problem. It is totally perfect for task yeah. two. I would love this. I would love to see this in an essay about children's use of technology to say like iPads are the bane of parents' existence totally. when you're talking about uh, having such a hard time keeping children off them as much. Great. And this is a little more rare where, you know, idiomatic language does work in task two. So I love that you pointed that out. This one's so much more formal, such higher level vocabulary that it works in the essays for writing. Yeah, totally. Um, there's just that word bane, you know, besides yes. being um, a Batman villain. It's also a very <laughs> high level word. <laughs> um, so bane of my existence, it's like, it's a curse. It causes me lots of headaches and problems. That's all it means, right? So pain in the neck is pretty similar, right? We can't mix them up, right? But it's pretty similar in meaning. It's just like, it annoys me. It's not as extreme as bane of my existence. It's more informal. So I wouldn't use it in task two, but anywhere on the speaking test for sure. Mm -hmm. Anything that annoys you, that frustrates you is a pain in the neck. So if you are in um, speaking part one, and you're asked if you enjoy shopping, be like, honestly, to me, shopping is a pain in the neck, right? I don't like it. So instead of saying you don't like something, say it's a pain in the neck. I think that would be more impressive. For sure. I love that. And I agree. I hate shopping. It's a pain in the neck. Oh, gosh. That was just an example. I absolutely love shopping. You love shopping. I really hate it. <laughs> so that, that worked for me perfectly. That would be truthful. But the, the other funny thing about bane of my existence, we use this uh, um, hyperbolically to exaggerate totally all the time, right? If we just are saying like mm, having to wake up early, oh, it's the bane of my existence. <laughs> so you could also use this for sure on speaking 
part one, but you Good need that point. native intonation to make it clear that you're exaggerating, right? Good so you're, point. you're talking about the time you wake up. Oh, I have to wake up at 6 a.m., which is the bane of my existence because it's so early. Make it clear that you're exaggerating. That's not that literally is, the bane of your existence. <laughs> right. That's so fun. And um, we we try to, to teach you guys how natives really talk, how you can sound more native and impressive on the speaking test because, of course, if you want a seven or higher, you have to be approaching native characteristics, moving away from student characteristics, right? Um, and so, yeah, this may, this won't surprise you guys at all, but m- m- me, I'm a dramatic person and I like big dramatic language and uh, I do use this. <laughs> I like this phrase. Um, I, You know, Cooking is the bane of my existence, and that's not even an exaggeration. I just don't like it. Um, Okay, so let's move on. Blessing in disguise. This is a lovely idiom. Now, when do we use that incorrectly? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So I have heard people say a blessing in the skies. That is adorable. Skies, which is adorable. And you can see how they just mishear it. They think that's what someone else said. So they'll say a blessing in the skies. And you can see how they're coming for like, oh, this kind of makes sense if you're imagining like, you know, God being in the heavens, in the skies. You're talking about a blessing. So you're thinking, oh, they're saying a blessing in the skies. That's not what they're saying. They're just saying very quickly a blessing in disguise. (laughs) But if... A native has a certain accent and speaks quickly, it would sound the same. Oh, yeah, exactly. Right? That's so hard. So the correct idiom, guys, a blessing in disguise. Disguise means you you don't know it's a blessing, right? You think it's a problem. You think it's an issue. Um, so let's see. Let's see if I can I have a good example, example for this. Oh, great. I, awesome. I had a student use this once in a, on a speaking practice test and I was so impressed. The answer was something about transportation. And they were saying that one time they missed a bus, but it ended up being a blessing in disguise because they ran into a friend waiting oh, for the next bus. It was such a great example. I was so impressed and such a great use of that idiom. So that's a perfect example. Like something happens and you would think, oh, that's a bummer. But it ends up being a blessing in disguise because something good actually came of it. Exactly. Yeah. So I think this is so useful on IELTS. In part one and part two, when if you have to describe a problem or talk about a time something didn't go well, um, if actually you can think of any positive aspect that came out of a difficult situation, mm-hmm. it is a blessing in disguise. I, I I love this phrase because this often is like, we're trying to be positive. We're trying to find the good and the bad. And it's just a way to create more pos- a, a more positive mindset. So I hope that no matter what terrible things may happen, um, I hope there's like one good thing maybe that you can find in this situation. And then you could use that phrase. Um, yeah, okay. This last one has more to do with writing. Exactly, Um, yeah. Because in speaking, it's exactly the same. So the idiom is, peak my 
interest. So peak is the issue here. Now, I can see a lot of students getting this wrong, hearing this idiom and then just spelling it out because we assume peak is P-E-A-K, especially because that seems to like match what it means, right? So to pique one's interest is to raise your interest, right? To raise your attention, to make you interested in something. That's all it means, right? So that title piqued my interest, meaning I saw the title and then I wanted to read the book, right? Um, so it seems like peak E-A-K would also make sense, but that is not how we spell it. That's not the right word. Exactly, right? We spell it P-I-Q-U-E. This is difficult even for natives because we don't, we don't use, you don't hear that word that often, which makes it band nine. To use this idiom is band nine on your speaking test, right? To say pique my interest. The good news is it sounds the same. So you can use it on speaking without worrying about how it's spelled. It would be problematic, more problematic on writing if you were to write it incorrectly. Lucky you. Don't worry about that for speaking. So yeah, (laughs) it's this, I've heard, um, I've seen this spelled incorrectly. Um, even in like the news, you'll see like a professional, like a business professional will write P-E-A-K because that's what you would assume it is. Um, so just a reminder, guys, you can't, You can't get creative with the words in the idiom. Remember, these are all words that you have to use together. So for example, you can't see this idiom pique my interest and then decide to change the adjective and be like, oh, it piqued my love. (laughs) Right? Like just you can't play with idioms. They're idioms. They're called that for a reason. It means these words always go together and this is what they mean. So don't play around with it, right? Learn the words. Learn how to spell it if you're going to use it in writing. And this, guys, is another one you could use in writing task two because that first word, peak, P-I-Q-U-E, that is definitely a band nine word. So you could most assuredly use this in task two and impress the examiner. Yes, it's interesting. This is such an interesting word because it looks like it would be French, right? Jessica and I were talking about yeah. this. I'm like, this word, uh, it seems like it would be French, but I don't use it in French. I haven't. And there's pique, picnic, which is spelled like this, P-I-Q-U-E. But then it's coming from this verb, which actually helps us understand the meaning of this word as a feeling of irritation or resentment. It's a tricky word. We don't use it very often, except in this idiomatic expression. So just like Jessica said, use it exclusively with this idiom. And that's going to be very high level. It's going to impress the examiner and you're not going to risk making mistakes. Yes, definitely. So this is a nice theme this week, guys. If you want high scores on the test, you cannot take an easy way out. There is no easy way out. If you want high scores, you have to put in the work. You can't just memorize a list of words. It's not going to help you. You're not going to get higher than a band six if you don't know how to use them. So guys, just make sure you are learning words in context, that you are recording them in your vocabulary notebook with complete sentences, and you're reviewing viewing the vocab and using it out loud or in writing two or three times a week. Because if you don't use it, you lose it. And finally, don't take risks on test day. Ooh, we have a lot of good lessons this week. Um, guys, remember uh, to find out your estimated IELTS band score. We made a free IELTS quiz for you. And when you complete the quiz, it's very short, like two to five minutes. When you finish that, you get your estimated IELTS band score and free resources we made for you, including all of our insider examiner knowledge. So guys, go to allearsenglish.com slash my score. Take that little free IELTS quiz, guys. Get started on the right foot.
Yeah, if that didn't pique your interest about the Maya score, nothing will. (laughs) (laughs) Nicely done. I love it. All right, awesome, Aubrey. Have a lovely rest of the week, and I'll see you next Monday. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.